السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيد المرسلين محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين أما بعد Welcome to our session of refinement of the soul Inshallah we will start with the tilawat of the Quran Kareem أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وأقيموا الصلاة وآتوا الزكاة واركعوا مع الراكعين أتأمرون الناس بالبر وتنسون أنفسكم وأنتم تتلون الكتاب أفلا تعقلون صدق الله العظيم this was Surah Baqarah, ayat, ayat number 43 and 44. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, And establish salah and give zakah and make ruku' with those who make ruku' In other words, pray salah together in jama'ah. The next verse, Do you command people to do good, to adopt piety, whereas you forget yourselves? And you recite the kitab, Afala Taqilun, do you not understand? In the first verse, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, actually let's go back to the previous verses. Allah Ta'ala speaking to the Bani Israel, telling them that remember my favor upon you, fulfill the promise, and I'll fulfill mine. And some of the rules in regards to the commandments that had been given to them. And that we must take lesson from. The first one was believe. Aminu. In other words, have the correct belief, have the correct aqidah, the correct iman. Study iman, study aqidah, and don't be of those who reject. Similarly, don't um, know that all these adyan, all these religions come from the same source. But ultimately, the final one is the Quran and deen Islam and deen that has been brought by Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam. This is especially in contrast to those who are, you can say, perennialists of this time and age, or those who try to say, you know, all the religions have goodness, so let's take the good out of all of them. This was the same fitna that Akbar had brought historically, we know, and then Mujad al-Fithani had refuted it. So unfortunately in today's time, we're having the same uh, fitna as well. Many people are claiming that let's put all the religions together and act the good of all the religions. The reality is, all these religions were good, they are good, but they've been abrogated. Right now, the deen of Islam is the only deen that can be that would be accepted from the Muslims. So, and so basically, the first thing as a Muslim we need to do it and take from this verse is correct our iman and yaqeen, our faith, our aqidah. And next, we learn a life's lesson that don't compromise your deen for any worldly gain. Don't sell it short and... In fearing people, what, what they'll say, what they'll do, and all these things because you're adopting deen or you're adopting the dictates of deen over the dictates of family, of politics, of society, then don't worry about everyone else. Fear Allah. And don't, don't mix haq with batil, truthful, truth, truthfulness with misguidance, right? And hiding the truth whereas you know. So this is also I'm not I'm not sure if we did this verse yesterday, but anyway anyhow what this verse means is that, and when we know something is true, something is right, then we should not 
you know, mix it with other things, right? When when we know in Islam, and I believe maybe we didn't do it. So the ayat goes, uh, ayat forty two, Do not mix truthfulness or tr- the truth with misguidance or deviation or that which is false. Hiding the truth, whereas you know. This is interesting because uh, a lot of times we portray Islam, but because we may have some fame or we may have some position in society or because we may lose wealth or respect in in family or friends, then we mix the Islam with things that are absent from Islam, foreign to Islam. And I've seen this happen a lot nowadays where you have, for example, a Muslim who's rapping or a, uh, a woman wearing hijab at the same time she's advocating uh, because she's in a high position, she's advocating rights that are against Islam. Or in order to draw more attention, more people to your cause, you include people that are completely against what Islam stands for. So you can have that political arena or whatever it may be. So you mix haq with batil. I've always seen that our scholars have never have never joined hands with those who were munafiq, fajid, those who did not represent deen or represented ideals that were against the deen so that they can get more of a following to strengthen their cause. So this was not the way of the Anbiya This is not the way of the Sahaba, Tabi'een, Tabru Tabi'een or the Ulama of the Salaf who have passed. As a matter of fact, when you know, that chance came to Rasul to basically strengthen Islam by means of those people who said, you know what, leave the poor people aside, come sit with us separately and maybe we may listen to you or let, let us negotiate. Then Allah Ta'ala sternly warned in the Quran, He said, لَكُمْ دِينُكُمْ لَا أَعْبُدُ مَا تَعْبُدُونَ And we all know these verses, you worship what you do and I worship what I do. For you is your deen, for me is mine. There's no mixing. There's no mixing. Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu, Allah Ta'ala says in another verse, Udkhulu, O people who believe, Udkhulu fi silmi kafah, enter into deen completely, completely, not partially, not um, believing in half and making uh, and acting upon half and not believing in the other half or not acting upon the other half. One is if we don't carry out a'mal, it's because maybe we're lazy or we're weak. But now to portray deen as if um, it's according to the way I'm practicing the deen, this is this is very uh, uh, this is very destructive. If I'm not practicing, let me proclaim it that look, this is not the, that even though I'm a boxer, even though I'm a musician, even though I'm a superstar, even though I'm a movie star, I'm a singer. I might be wearing the hijab, I might be donning the beard, but the Islam that I am representing is not the true Islam, or I am not representing Islam. I'm just I just happen to be a Muslim comedian, for example, or a Muslim artist, for example. But this is not Islam that I'm portraying. So just because you have all these people that are out there in social media, out there. In, with the name and fame, it does not. And they they happen to be Muslim. They are a politician. They happen to be Muslim. He, uh, she's a singer. Or he's a singer. It happens to be Muslim. Does not mean they're representing Islam. Recently, I saw a brother who gained gained international fame because of a certain incident that went on YouTube concerning him. And now he gives advices everywhere in in different Muslim, uh, you know, places in different Islamic areas and institutes. 
Only recently he came out with a rap song about Islam too. But music is, has nothing to do with Islam. It's against Islam. So just because he's donning the beard, has a topi, and is talking about Islam, does not mean he's representing Islam. So do not mix haq with batil. There's a general usul and principle in life. If you've noticed, every single one of these verses have so many principles, but we don't have time to go deeper into it. In the next verse, Allah Ta'ala says, establish salah. This establishing salah is very different from praying salah. Because praying salah simply means perform your salah, make your salah. Allah Ta'ala doesn't say in anywhere in the Quran, sallu salah, pray salah, perform salah. He says, aqeem salah. Aqeem means establish. An establishment of salah can come with two definitions. One, as the Mufassirin have given, that make your salah with all its fara'id, wajibat, sunan, mustahabbat, all the etiquettes. All the etiquettes. Complete your salah with all the etiquettes that are mentioned through the sunan, through what the fuqaha have mentioned, how you're supposed to stand, how you're supposed to recite, how you're supposed to make rukur and sujood, with all its details. That what That's what establishing salah means. And the second meaning also mentioned by the Mufassirin, establishing means not to pray just in one place and, and on your own, but whenever you are, wherever you are in a community, and whenever you can, not whenever you can, all the time, but wherever you are, then try to get a few brothers together and make a place where salah has been established. Other people can also come and perform. In other words, make salah in congregation, make a place, a masjid, where you can make salah in congregation, and Make and make a, make it a point to upkeep that place as well. In other words, establish masajid, establish jama'ah. So this is an effort. It's not just pray salah. Make an effort for salah. Right. So this is something that we need to do. If whether we are workplaces today, now we're in our homes. We're supposed to make an effort into making a jama'ah, making a congregation of the family. So salah is not just me performing salah, but it's me establishing salah. And then Allah Taala says, "Atu zakah, give zakah." Right, so the first thing denotes physical worship, physical obedience, and the second command denotes monetary obedience, monetary devotion, and worship as well. The Deen of Islam comprises of all of the different acts of worship, whether it be verbally, vocally with the tongue, or physically with the body, or monetarily with the wealth, and spiritually with the heart as well. All of these devotions are for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. One line captures, captures captures this beautifully that we recite every day, but we may not be aware of. And it is the tashahud in salah when we say, At-tahiyyatu lillah wa-salawat wa-tayyibat. At-tahiyyat, ulama say, it refers to all the verbal praises that we give. Wa-salawat, all the physical praises. Wa-tayyibat, all the monetary praises and worships and devotions. All of it, lillah, is for Allah ta'ala. And then Allah Ta'ala says, وَرْكَعُوا مَعَ الرَّاكِعِينَ And perform rukur with those who make rukur. In other words, perform salah with those who make salah. <coughs> this is interesting. Why? Because uh, Allah Ta'ala is addressing this to the Bani Israel. Right? So here it's showing and uh, it's showing that basically they did not have salah with jama'ah in congregation. This was a new command and if you want to be a true believer, you cannot adopt your old beliefs or your old commands and injunctions and adopt the new one now that you would pray in congregation. Similarly, give zakah as well. And it's interesting how they have, they've mentioned rukur because the other previous religions did not have rukur. So again, these are new rulings in regards to acts and uh, acts, acts of worship that you must adopt 
according along with adopting the final nabi the prophethood of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam in the same manner the last verse was also to them where allah ta'ala said do not mix haqq with batil because they would do this for the rich they would now uh, compromise the deen the deen and change the rules and laws sometimes or they would hide the rules and laws for themselves and apply apply them onto others so these mistakes that they had made allah ta'ala is not only just correcting them he's also advising us as well at the same time the last verse i also recited today but in Inshallah, another time we will explain it, inshallah. Continuing <coughs> with the ta'aleem that we were doing, the next hadith is from Abu Hurairah radiallahu ta'ala anhu from in Tirmidhi. Abu Sa'id Khudr radiallahu, uh, Abu Hurairah radiallahu anhu says, Qara Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, إذا قبر الميت أتاه ملكان أسودان أرزقان يقال يقال لأحدهما منكر وللآخر نكير فيقولان ما كنت تقول في هذا الرجل فيقول هو عبد الله ورسوله أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله فيقولان كنا نعلم أنك تقول هذا ثم يفسح له في قبره سبعون ذراعا في سبعين ثم ينور له فيقول دعوني أرجع إلى أهلي دعوني أرجع إلى أهلي فأخبرهم فيقولون نمك نومة العروس الذي لا يقضه إلا أحب أهله, أهله إليه حتى يبعثه الله تعالى من مضجعه ذلك أخرجه الترمذي والبيهقي So, Abu radiallahu anhu narrates that Rasulullah said, When a person is buried, then two dark angels with blue eyes come to him. And they ask him. One is called Munkir, the other one is called Nakid. And in another narration of Ibn Majah, it's mentioned, in other words, in the state that the servant, the slave of Allah, the proper Muslim and believer, he will not be distressed, bewildered, or confounded. He wouldn't be uh, astounded by their, their appearance and their dreadful appearance. They would come in a dreadful appearance, especially, and, and be uh, they would... Uh, put in distress and bewilderment the non non muslims the non believers as well as those who uh, muslims who are sinful anyhow they ask what did you what would you say regarding this person in other words rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam so this was one of the other uh, the three questions that we've mentioned earlier prior to this he'll say subhanallah he'll say in other words, he is the messenger of Allah and I bear witness that there is no worthy one worthy of worship except Allah and that I bear witness that Muhammad is his messenger and his servant. Then they'll say, we knew you were going to say this. Then his grave is widened, expanded, 70 dirar, in other words, cubits and 70 more cubits. And then it is light, enlightened, illuminated. Person then says, "Allow me to go to my family, so I may I, I can tell them." They'll tell him, "They'll tell him sleep, sleep like a groom who is awakened only by that person who is most beloved from his uh, to to him from his family." Then Allah Taala will resurrect you from that sleep on the day of judgment. This is from Tirmidhi and Bayhaqi. The next hadith is also a very beautiful hadith. It's a little bit lengthy. 
So because of time constraint, we don't want to go into that hadith today, inshallah, tomorrow. But in this hadith, very beautifully, uh, a, a person, when he enters the qabr, he meets these two angels. But again, like I said, for a believer who's practicing, then the, their uh, figure or their their appearance will not grieve him or put him in distress because he, he already knows from before. He already listened to this ta'aleem or he's already read these ahadith that these angels will come. So he wouldn't grieve or he wouldn't be in sorrow. He knew. At the same time, they knew that he knew as well because Allah Ta'ala informed them. And they'll ask them those questions. And look at the question here. It's specifically about Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. This shows that it's very important that we connect to Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Right? When he's asked the question, he'll answer bear witnessing the kalima shahada and this is not simply by i know the kalima so i'll be able to recite it but it's a, it's that connection of the heart that we need to have with rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam it's a connection with the heart by making durood sharif salawat ala nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam reciting durood every single day and the most important thing most important thing allah ta'ala says narrating nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam's or allah ta'ala says in the quran qul in kuntum tuhibbun allah where nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam addresses the people tell them that if you do really love allah fattabi'uni thus follow me yuhibbukum allah allah will love you the true love for rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam this shows through the action, through the sunnah that a person adopts. It manifests through a person's amal, his actions. Is he following the sunnah in all of his deeds? Rasulullah came and showed us in every stage of life, every sphere of life, how we need to abide by Allah's law in accordance to the way of the sunnah of Rasulullah Is that something we're doing? Is it something we're adopting if we know about it? Many of us don't know. Are we learning? Many of us know, but we're not acting. Then are we acting? In order to do that, we have to study the sunnah. We have to read the sunnah. We have to read the life of Rasul We have to read the books on the sunnah. It's not just sunnah of the beard and sunnah of eating on the floor and eating with your hands only, but sunnah of every single act of life Rasul has taught us. And some of us know the sunnah of eating and the sunnah of sleeping and the sunnah of uh, many other different things. Do we act upon it? The many ahadith that Rasul taught us, Alhamdulillah, most of us know the eating and sleeping dua. But there are so many duas for so many occasions. Like right now, this uh, calamity that has befallen us, we, I'm sure many of us know the dua. Allahumma inni a'udhu bika min al-barasi wal-junooni wal-judham wa min sayyi al-asqam. Similarly, the other du'as that we were asked to recite. Are we doing all these things? Are we adopting the sunnah? If we have not been doing it, let's sit every day now. Start today. Start today. Never. It's never too late. But to say I'll do it tomorrow, it's late. Because you don't know if you'll have it tomorrow. So let's start today where we sit every day and 15 to 20 minutes ta'aleem where we discuss a little bit of the sunnah, we discuss a little bit of the uh, ahkam rulings, we we discuss a little bit of uh, uh, surahs and recitation of surahs, etc., etc. So, if you want to be the one who professes the messengership of Rasul or his love for Rasul you can't simply say, I love Nabi but you have to show it through practice. It has to manifest, manifest through your actions. May Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq. So once he says this then, the, the qabr becomes open and vast for him. A tremendous. Zirar is a cubit length, but um, Allah knows best what the length is. And then Allah fills it with his nur. 
And Nur basically means that he will have no grief, no worry, and he'll be calm and, and soothing. And, and soothing. So, and then he says, let me go tell my family. Allah Ta'ala, that the angels will tell him, sleep, rest. And the, the reason why he says, um, sleep like uh, the sleeping of a person, of the a groom, is because a groom, when he sleeps, he's the, 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 the only or the best Awakening is when his spouse, when his wife wakes him up, uh, uh, you know, when he's, when, he, when he's newly married, the excitement that he has when his wife wakes him up. So in the same manner, this excitement that he'll have when, the, the, you know, uh, again, on the day of judgment, and when he'll be resurrected by Allah Ta'ala. So again, this stage of death, in order to prepare for it, we must act upon the sunnah. We must bring the lifestyle of Rasulullah within our lives. And that's when we'll be able to profess and claim the love of Rasulullah And by that, Allah Ta'ala shall grant us success. May Allah Ta'ala give us a tawfiq. Please don't forget to recite your Yaseen, your Surah Mulk. Do your Durood and Adhkar, inshallah. Allah give us tawfiq. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.